This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider podcast. I'm Jerry Foley, the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Bick Truss, the man on Twitter, Chris Bizignano. Chris, in all my years watching this team, two teams stand out with regard to futility for me. One was 83. That was the first year I started watching, but I was too young and stupid to care. I just love watching football on Sundays. And the other one was the 2017 team. And for a number of reasons, that team was actually kind of talented, but because of all the, all the antics in the locker room and McAdoo and everything else, those two teams I thought were the most, were the worst two teams in all the years of me watching. But I'll tell you this, Chris, yesterday, if the 2021 Giants played the 2017 Giants, Chris, that team wins by 30 over this team. That <laughs> offense yesterday was the worst offense I've ever watched at any level in football. And I'm telling you right now, they would struggle against Bergen Catholic's defense. That's it. That's what I got. That's what I came away with. Our offense is a complete and utter embarrassment. I don't care who's playing quarterback. That's disgraceful what they did yesterday. Yeah, but did you did you not know Freddie Kitchens and Joe Judge have a Mississippi State connection? Oh, my what God. Don't, what man. don't you get, Jerry? I mean, oh. why are you so down on this? Don't you know these guys all went to college together and they all coached together and the offensive staff and they have 45 assistants, 35 offensive line coaches, 12,000 senior assistants? Well, well, I don't get what you're so down about. 2017 with Eli, I mean, it, they, they would have beat this team by, like you said, 20 points. Easy, you know? Easily. Easy. <clears throat> so we get into the game and you look at, I mean, you just looked at that game and said they have no chance of scoring. Zero. No, None. We, we, we just said it before we came on. When the score was 10-3, that was an insurmountable lead for the Giants to come back from. And then the one thing, you know, they had going a little bit in the first half was Devontae Booker and a little yep. bit of a running game. They had yep. 58 yards in the first half. But, of yes. course, you know, they got away from that a little bit. And Devontae Booker said it after the game. He goes, you know, I was running well. I, I would have liked to see him stick with it a little bit. Yeah. Boom. Signals. Boom. Yeah. That's Devontae Booker saying, you know, what are we doing? Right. And, and speaking of Devontae Booker, Devontae Booker is a better running back to Saquon Barkley. Uh, 100%. Right I just wrote the same thing. And if anybody says, oh, come on, Chris. Barkley's touched by the hand to go. You know, you're just looking at it because you like the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he, you know, you're thinking about 2018 Saquon. Yeah. You're thinking about the flash, the commercials, and all that crap. But right now, and for the last month, actually, I guess you could say better. I guess you could say the whole season, if you think about it, right? Because Barkley's been hurt, whatever. But especially right now, in the last three, four games, Devontae Book is a better running back than Saquon Barkley. Yep. So yep. in my opinion, Mr. I think I invented every aspect of football. And I know every detail, Joe Judge. I'm like, why are we not giving the ball to Booker more? For the second straight podcast, I've said this to you, Jerry where Booker is getting chunk yards and looks like the better back, but we're going to stick with, what, the rookie contract guy, Saquon Barkley? What, because, you know, in 2018, he was rookie of the year, and he makes a lot of commercials, and he's a nice kid? Sorry. Devontae Booker is a better running back than Saquon Barkley right now. So you know what? Give him the 15 touches, the 18 touches, not Saquon. Let Saquon get the six, seven touches. I I agree 100% said the same thing in a column yesterday. 
I think Barkley is dancing and twirling his way off the roster. And at this point, Chris, as a fan, aside from the Giant Insider, as a fan who's invested in his team like every other Giants fan, I would trade Barkley at this point, Chris, for a third round. If a team gave us a third rounder, I'd be ecstatic to get it for the for Saquon Barkley for the way he's playing. I'm tired of it, man. I'm sick of it. I know the line stinks, but how come Booker can run forward and get positive yardage? What do you average? Four and a half, five yards a carry yeah. yesterday? Sounds Again. Like Again, they get away from it. And I, I'll have to question this, Chris. Is there a mandate from above to play Barkley? I don't know. I put nothing by this organization anymore. And I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. I don't know. Is there a mandate because he was a first-round pick and he's the sort of face of the franchise? Who the hell knows? But if Judge is playing him because he thinks he can get more out of Barkley, then he's not as detailed as, as he likes to tell everybody because any idiot can watch the Giants on Sundays and say, yeah, 28's, uh, 28's doing better than 26 right now, guys. And this is, you know, this is what I mean about in-game coaching. Yep. Okay? Yeah, you could go on the film review um, with Bob Popper and Carl Banks every weekend. You could break down this play. Oh, this guy belongs here. This guy belongs here. This guy yeah. should be breaking here. That's great. Every coach knows that. Okay, that's great. Okay, you missed the details. Okay, you know everything about special teams and coming in. Who's the who's the zero guys coming in? Your speed guys are inside. Okay, that's great. That's a, you know, in game coaching is a whole game planning is a whole different animal. And when you're losing every week by double digits, okay, double digits, double digits. Your, your uh, division of uh, rivals are smoking you. You had that one little blip in the radar, you know, with uh, on the screen with the Eagle game. Uh, that was a very, very lucky win. Let's face it, okay? Mm. You had that one little blip. Every other game besides that, you've been getting smoked the last month and a half. So you say to yourself, okay, so when you're sit standing on the sideline, you're seeing Devontae Booker, and I'm not blaming this on Barkley. I'm not saying Barkley's the reason why to lose. I'm just saying it's just one aspect of the team where – Hey, look, give the ball to Booker more. He's right. playing better than Saquon. That's it. Easy to see. Yep. Easy to see. And like you said, Jerry, is, is he getting like a mandate up above, uh, you know, from from uh, uh, from Mr. Kate Card? Or is he uh, somebody like, you know, listen, you know, get Saquon. Get, he's, he's back. He's healthy. You know, uh, we got to get him in there. I don't know. Would you put it past this organization like no, you just said, Jerry? No. Okay. But yesterday you felt like, and this is what I want. I got to be honest with you, Jerry. You know, Jake Fromm showed, you know, that he's Jake Fromm. And, and you know, it's his first start. Not going to blast the kid. Didn't look good. He looked like he was too jacked up in the beginning. He's throwing balls all over the damn place. He's throwing balls with guys in his face. You know, look, uh, you know, I put it on Twitter a hundred times. The guy was behind Davis Webb in a depth chart in Buffalo. That's for a reason. Right. These guys practice every day. When Sean McDermott says, now nah, put him behind Davis. Well, there's a reason, folks. Yeah. Now, was it worth giving the look? Of course. He gave the offense a shot in the arm a week before. He gave the look. Well, you got your look. And that was, and I think enough said there. Okay. Um, so I want to what I want to see is that it came out, they were running the ball pretty decent at times, right? At times. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it should be like a Belichick game plan. You know what? We're gonna run it every damn down. Yeah. So they, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, and then you know, your little look, you come out. Freddie Kitchens, who's proven that he's not the answer. If anybody thought he was going to be the answer, okay, please stop now. You know, with his little feel good, you know, oh, we're going to do a little check down. We're going to do, try to do a little. Dude, the Eagles don't even going to do that. All right, the Eagles are not even going to. Do that. You won't fool anybody with the little. Chris, you know that, what I mean? that, pass, that pass to Barkley 
that I think it was the first play or the second play of the game was just this. It was so obvious where he ran in motion and they threw it to him. Like, God, guys, if we see it and how obvious it is, don't you think they see it's oh man, that it's right from the get go, Chris. Well, you know, this is a you know, besides having backup quarterbacks in there and offensive line is you know mediocre at best. Um They've also very poorly coached on the offensive side of the ball, not defensive side of the ball. We'll get into Graham and what those guys did soon. The offensive side of the ball is just so poorly coached right now. Okay, you're you're not giving anybody. I mean, Galladay's like checking out because he just can't, he can't even get attempts. He can't even get targets. You know, uh, he's ta- you know, I'm not saying that's right for checking out, but the offensive side of the ball is just comical. All right, Jerry, yeah, this is sad. you could have put a high school team from South Philly here. Yeah. Got him on the field, and and they would have moved the ball more in the Eagles. Once again, under two hundred yards, and they only got that number up in garbage time. I mean, this is the NFL, Jerry, and, and this is what you're doing week after week. And and this is you know, and to look and for John Mara, for John Mara to say leak out and all that crap about oh. Well, you know, we love Joe, and he's going to come back. And best of my, you know, we want him back, and, you know, and this and that. Why? What has this guy done right now to say, hey, we, we're definitely having Joe Judge back? Now, I'm not saying not don't give him another year. We talk, but stop with the bullshit, dude. This team has regressed. This team is getting smoked every week. You tell me, what's the body of work here? What, what, what's the body of work? Stop with the excuse bullshit, too. Oh, we have to back up this guy. Oh, well, quarterback, we started from. We got this. Oh, we haven't had all our receivers at once and all that bullshit. Okay? Look at the league, Jerry. Look around the league. And just in case people don't follow the league as closely I do. And look, I know a lot of Giant fans, just they just follow the Giants. And that's fair. That's great. God bless you. But that's why I put it on Twitter. Hey, folks, if you don't follow the Texan game or you're not following this game, right, Jerry? Chicago. Well, I'm going to remind you what's going on around the league because the shit the Giants are putting on the field. While the other teams who are playing for nothing, even the Jets yesterday, dude, they had 500 guys on the COVID list. But they're out there, you know, battling. They're out there winning games. They're out there coming down. The Lions are coming down to the Y with some quarterback that I think was working for Carvel last week. You know what I mean? I mean, are you kidding me? And here are your Giants, they come into a rival, Eagles, where you should be like, oh, we're going to knock these guys off because we want to get them the hell out of the playoff pitch. And look, it was the first half because of the defense, Jerry. It was a 3-3 game. But as soon as that Rodney McLeod interception, the second over. half, got it rolling, and they, and they executed and they uh, converted that to a touchdown. It was all, look, it was over. If me and Jerry Foley weren't covering the Giants, we probably wouldn't be like, Hey, Jerry, what are you doing? Well, I'm in the backyard right now. You know, I got the fire pit. I would have had my fire pit going. I would have been done. And you, and you think I'm kidding, folks? Look at Twitter. I don't know how many people tweeted at us, Jerry, yesterday, right? Like, I'm done. I'm shutting off. People are following us on Twitter just to get updates because they're done. Right. I've never, I've never heard of that before where fans are watching Twitter to get their updates. But yeah. you're right. I wrote the same thing last night. The yeah. second that pass left his hands, he was hit in yeah. the face. Overthrown, McLeod catches it. Game over. That was it right there. That was the second play of the third quarter. Game was over. Sorry, right? The game is over. No, game is over. Then special teams. I mean, Wiley Dixon. I don't know what he's doing. 
you know, a low punt, short low punt. Jalen Rager returns it, sets up another field goal. You know, um, and then the turnover, you know, the t- couple of deep balls get him. You know, Love yeah. can't knock a ball down. He's got to knock that ball down at least. James kind of mistimes his jump. Yeah, they did. On a deep ball. Yeah. Sets Hubbard, up some more. was kind of there, and they missed it. Yeah, and, you know, you're talking about it. And his, you know, the defense, you know, you talk about a team that had 175 plus rushing yards, like seven games in a row, tying records and all. And the Giants did a pretty good job on their defense, man. They did. First half, they tried power runs. They tried some zones, the Eagles. Giants getting off blocks, doing a pretty decent job. Um, you know, I, I, I thought the Eagles maybe should they, – they did get a few chunk runs in the first half. I thought they should have stuck with it way more. They didn't. Yeah, yeah, Once you, again, Sirianni's yeah. throwing the ball all over the lot in the first half. I couldn't he, quite get that. He's either. the only one who doesn't realize to stick with the run. And when you saw Hurts in the first half, I said – Wow, this is the same quarterback who played at the Meadowlands. This he they got they have him again. I don't believe yeah. this. If we had any type of type of fun, functional offense, we had yeah. a shot in that game. But you're right. And what I came away with that defense yesterday, Chris. Yeah. If we add an edge rusher, all of a sudden, I, Chris, I know things never work this way. But if we go into the the off season and, and the next year with Blake coming back, an edge rusher and kind of the same defense, you can't win with that. Right? Jerry, I'm not concerned about the defense. Right? That's what I mean. Like, if you yeah. all we need is an edge rusher yeah. and another middle linebacker, which Blake Martinez coming off, you know, coming off IR next year and coming back. I don't know. I feel pretty good about the defense again. Yeah. And the way some of these teams are winning, right? <laughs> the Giants might be the top four or three, right? The way it's going, right? I mean, so yeah. I, I, I look, you look at the defense's body of work the last three, four, you know, last month, whatever it might be. I'm yeah. even going back further than that, probably, right? Um, you yeah. got you could go back further than that. Uh, um, uh, you know, you're not looking. And Pat Graham was doing. I thought Pat Graham did so many good things yesterday. He had Hurts confused. They were showing different looks. No, he was lost in the first you know, half. Lost. Uh, uh, he had Bradbury traveling with Devonta Smith a lot yesterday. You know, I know Devonta got him a little bit in the second half and all that. Um, but. You know, I, I look at this and I say, well, these guys have been playing their asses off, man. But the offense, you know, is... You have no chance. Yeah. and You, you have no know, chance. You, and I get the Jason Garrett move, and you made him a sort of like the symbol of failure, and he got rid of him. Well, I'll tell you what, Joe. Make your boy Freddie Kitchens the symbol of failure now, too. I don't mean fire him now, but I'm saying, you know, hey, dude, you get in the presses and say, yeah, our offense stinks right now. We're horrible. Oh, come on. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's got to look at like, yeah. Oh, it's not getting done. Because the offense under your guy, your Mississippi State buddy, you were putting his swing set together when he was a coach there, and you were the graduate assistant, and, and your buddy, buddy, and yeah, we all, you know, and all that crap. Well, guess what? He's not doing it either. He's Matter of fact, his offense is worse than when Jason Garrett was here. Yes. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm laughing because it's so accurate. It's so true. If, if it wasn't so true, I wouldn't be laughing. But what I'm afraid of is going forward is I'm, I'm afraid that if Judge is retained, his excuse to management is, well, let's give Freddie Kitchens another chance with a real offensive line and Daniel Jones. And, and that's, why I, that's why I think the vitriol towards Judge exists out there. That's one of the reasons is because you can't keep using this injury thing as an excuse for a broken offensive scheme, a broken offensive game plan, which doesn't look all that much different from what Jason Garrett did, Chris. So that that's where that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that Judge has so much power in the organization for whatever reasons he's convinced Mara that he's Parcells is that he's he's saying, well, let's let's give all let's give this coaching staff a chance with 
with me having more say in who gets drafted and who we bring in here. So I, I don't know if it's going to change, and that's what scares the shit out of me, Chris. Yeah, and, and look, Jerry, in all fairness to Judge, he's never once used injuries as an excuse. Yeah. He, he's never – but the fear is John Mara. And I notice for a fact that he's mentioned to some people that he, he has that mentality of, oh, man, I wish we just had everybody together. I wish we had this – you know, we, we didn't have this. I don't. You know, we didn't have this offensive line playing out these injuries. Oh, if we only had the receivers. See, you know, Judge has never come out and said to us. Or, right. He's never. He's always next man up. Next man up. We got to right. be prepared. Everybody's got to be ready to go. John Mara is the one that's in the building saying, "Well, you know, they never really had their all, all receivers together. Oh, you know, we we lost them. You, we lost Nick. We, you know, and this and that. We never really had that. They never really had a full chance, which is." You know, in in a way, he's right, John. But it's the body of work. When you see the product on the field the last month and a half, and, and you can't sit there as an owner and say, "Yeah, I know. I wish we had this guy." That's the reason why. You know, I'll come off. We only had these guys. No, sir. This is the NFL, brother. And I know that. I know that for a fact. Mara tells people that in the building oh my God. that yeah, if we only had everybody together, if we had only this, you know, Joe Joe never really had a full chance, you know. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, okay, but that's no excuse for the product you're seeing on the field. And I'm not talking about Patrick Graham's side of the ball. I'm really not. No, I'm talking about. I'm not talking special teams either. I'm talking offense. Okay, the offense is disgusting. <laughs> it's not an NFL level. It's so bad. It's so- you look at some teams who are playing with third string court. Josh Johnson. Okay, was playing golf for me the other day over here in Jersey. Gets a phone call from Harbaugh. Listen, I need you. Can you come over here? And and they moved the ball a little bit. Now, they got destroyed because of Burrow. And, it, you know, the Ravens are just decimated with injuries. And Burrow exploited him yesterday. And he throws some 9,000 yards. And it reminds me of that game Phil Sims had against him in Cincinnati when he had 500 yards. Anyway, he throws 500 yards. And, and the, But Josh Johnson came in. I know he's a veteran all that. Throws for 300 yards. He has some garbage yards. But moved the ball a little bit. You know, somewhat was a functional offense. And here's a guy, and of course, this is, I'm, I'm only joking around, but here's a guy who was probably playing golf somewhere a couple of days ago, yeah. wherever the hell he was. And him, you know, he was he was on the Jets thing. The Jets, he played for the Jets one game. He was probably on a practice. I don't know where the hell he came from. Yeah, right, he comes right. in, and boom. Because, you know, Greg Roman and Harbaugh, they got him prepared in about a couple of days, and they were somewhat functional. You get what I'm saying, Jerry? The point I'm making, everybody, is that they're not even functional, this offense. No. They're not functional. It's an embarrassment. So you go out and get the Eagles yesterday, and you know, and you get a, a 192 yards. About the last 70 was like garbage or 50. You know, third down, you're 8 or 20. And it, it's the same thing, bro. You, it's just like the same thing over and over. Uh, and so, you know, stop at the, you know, the leaks out of the building. You got Adam Schefter texting it. You know, I, you know, I've basically been telling you, Jerry, how much Mara loves Judge for the longest time. I know yeah. that for a fact. Yeah. But, dude, the point I'm making is, John, stop with the love shit, dude. Stop with the love shit. Just what? be quiet. What is to love that much about him? It, I mean. The, the regression this year, the overall record, Chris. I mean, did you want to put your foot through the TV yesterday? When uh, uh, Jerry, when not, uh, when the offense is walking up to the line, 
all of a sudden runs off and then the punt team runs on. Like, what what the hell are you doing? What what is that? It doesn't do a damn thing. It just embarrasses us more that we're the only team that does that. Like it's high school and you're gonna catch them off guard, Joe. They're waiting for it. You idiot. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry to call names, but that's ridiculous. That's when I just said, oh God, why the love, John? Why? You know, that's the overthinking. Thinking I'm gonna, you know, thinking watch this, I'm gonna fool them. Now forget about that. Even forget about that, Jerry. Why not just go for it, too, dude? Right, right. Yes. Have you no- have you noticed a trend too in this league the last three, four weeks? It seems like everybody and their brother goes for the fourth down. Now. Yeah, they don't talk- more. Yeah, I'm not talking about even a negative territory. Everybody's yeah. going for. We're, we're on our own so, thirty. I got a lot of faith in our running back. It's so, fourth, and, fourth and four. So here we are, in the Eagle forty-three. I think it was. You're four and yeah. eleven. Uh, four and ten. Four and ten. Yeah. At the time, four yep. and ten at the time, mm. right? Yep. You you want to like okay? Let's listen. We're gonna do whatever we have to do here to try to knock these guys out. Let's right. get a little momentum. You go for dude. It's on the plus forty three. But his judge once again with his situational football and this. Oh, our defense is playing well, Joe. You, uh, you you sound like an amateur, dude. Right. This is amateur over your head. Type coach speak. I mean, they come out and then they run the offense off. The Eagles are totally prepared for it. Joe, you've shown this a thousand times in two years. Nobody's fooled by it. Why do you not just not go for it anyway? Oh, you're going, you know, from it. You know, how do you not? Uh, it's just, I couldn't believe, Jerry, that they ran the offense off the field. I thought they were going to go for it. Right. The week before, the week before, he goes for it twice in negative territory, right? Right. Right. So what? Where's the logic here? Where is the consistency? What? What's your? What's your philosophy? What's your? What's your face? Like what? What are we? What's your identity? What are we doing here? Not to mention they're in plus territory. Okay, so the giant offense getting to the fifty yard line is like a monumental task. So you're beyond the fifty. When you know when you're gonna get there again? Okay, and I want to bring up another one. They got, there. they got there again. Third and 10 from, I think, the uh, 34, maybe. Yeah. Third right and 10. They run the ball to Barkley, minus two. <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm guessing you're, what? Oh, 54 yard field goal? Okay. I, I, I just. That one to me was I like. Are we going to be aggressive at all? Are we? What are we playing for? What you're playing for pride and to knock the Eagles out? What the hell was that call? I mean, it's it's just baffling now, and it, it's baffling, embarrassing. I'm I told you guys I'm running out of adjectives. I, I go I have to go to the thesaurus button in Word all the time because I can't keep saying embarrassing, disgusting, disgraceful. Like I, I I've overused it. But this is this is what we are on offense, Chris. Before we go on, real quick, guys, the opposite of embarrassing, disgusting, disgraceful. The Knuckleheads podcast brings some, brings on some of the best NBA players, past and present, to have totally unguarded conversations about sports culture and basketball nostalgia. The hosts are former NBA players Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. They're in their seventh season doing the podcast, and the guests this year include Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Sue Bird, and Demar Derozan. Veterans Richardson and Miles are lifelong friends and bona fide truth tellers like us. 
Listen as they invite so, uh, special guests, high-profile athletes, musicians, and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything from current events to untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture. It's named for the on-court celebration they made wildly popular. This unfiltered, hilarious, and surprising podcast is like playing NBA 2K with no fouls. That's the Knuckleheads podcast. So, yeah, Chris, you know, that, that one, those two stood out to me as he doesn't know. He has no in-game feel. And whether you like what Judge is doing, I don't know. I suppose he likes what, he, what they're doing behind the scenes. I, I don't know. He's changing the carpets in the stadium. I don't know what that means. He's doing a lot of things behind the scenes. He's changing. He's Jackie. He's Jackie Kennedy. He's changing the White House the way it looks. I guess that's what he's doing. So whether he's doing that, I don't know how the hell you teach in-game feel. I don't know what, how you teach a coach, you know, go no. for it here. Don't go for it. Don't call timeout when there's six seconds to go. And it's, it's lined up perfectly with the play clock. You don't have to call timeout here. You just let it go, Joe. How the hell do you teach that? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't Jerry. It right. is what it is. It is what it is. You know, um, like you said, last week, they go for it twice in, in negative territory today in positive 43 yard line, we decide to punt. Well, I mean, what's your identity? What's your, oh, I just threw it by the game situation. So last week, the game situation was different. You're going for it on your 30-yard line. I, you know, so now it's like, what? I, I, I just don't get what they're doing at all. And neither does anybody else. No. no. It's, listen, the offense, the coaching on the offensive side of the ball, um, it's just a total shit show. I mean, the, the I don't have to say that. The production just should look at the numbers, bro. Yeah. Look at the numbers. Yeah. And, and like I said a thousand times on Twitter yesterday, I'll say it a thousand times more. I don't want to hear excuses. I don't want to hear about backup quarterbacks either. I don't want to mm. hear about that bullshit, dude. I'm not saying you should be getting 30 points a game with Mike Glennon and all that, but it has to be more functional than what they've shown. No, well, Nick Foles got 25 yesterday, right? Yeah. I mean, okay. it has to be more functional than what they've shown. Right. Okay? Yep. It has to be an NFL-type functional unit. That looks like an NFL offense. And I'm not saying 400 yards a game with backup quarterbacks and 30 points and 28 points. And No, I'm talking about a functional offense, not an offense where you look at them and say, we have no chance, zero, of, of scoring here. Zero. That, and, and you, show me a Giant fan. Jerry, maybe I'm wrong. You tell me. Anybody wants to tweet at me. That somebody sat there yesterday said, yeah, no, I, I think we could do some things on these guys. I think we could score 21 points. <laughs> he doesn't, he or she does not exist, dude. I don't think anybody out there in Twitter world exists that could honestly, I mean, that could honestly say that and said, yeah, no, I felt good about the offense. I, th I thought we were going to score 20 yesterday. If you do, if you did feel that yesterday, I, I seriously, seriously, you got to get, you know, your head examined or, you know, get off your drug habit because there was no way they were scoring yesterday none no Zero. Like, like i said dude 10-3 felt like oh we, we're done this game is over yeah so you know and then you know they had insult the injury they got lane johnson running a little you know a little a little release route in the end zone he's wide open uh you know they're all dancing the fans are doing the eagles i mean it was embarrassing dude yeah it's embarrassing it's uh, after the game the eagles are saying they, we didn't feel threatened by them at all hmm. singleton's running one uh, you know he's returning one to the house you know, it's um, really a really bad linebacker. He's not good. I mean, he he looks like a guy they pulled out of the crowd in Philly to play linebacker, and he's returning it, returning an interception for a touchdown. Like that's oh. a bad guy. To me, that was worse than the Lane Johnson play. Uh, it, it, it was, you know, it's it's pers You know, it's just it was just embarrassing. 
Um, and we knew it was going to be. Our prediction was like, oh, they're yeah. going to lose by 20 or 30, right? Look, Hurts played better in the second half. He, you know, he settled down a bit, but he threw some balls up that was just like, all right, go up and get it, balls. You know? Mm-hmm. And they did. Mm-hmm. And they did. Yep. You know, um, now they were very fortunate. The Eagles in the first half, they recovered two fumbles, one right off the bat. Uh, hey, Jerry, did you happen to see who got that big hit on the kickoff? I, I, no, I didn't. I couldn't rewind okay. it. No, no, because I, I changed. I went in the other room. And I just put it on, and then I said, ah, oh, shoot, I didn't even see it. I looked for it. I couldn't find it. Yeah, I got to look at it again. I'm not quite sure. Sorry, who who had that? Who put their hat on the ball, that opening kickoff. They almost got the opening recovery. Yeah. Um, and then another fumble, you know, they, they got after Lorenzo Cardo played a pretty good game. I got a question about sack. him, too, for you when we're done. With a strip sack. And, yeah. you know, um, so um, that was that. You know, it, was, it has to be demoralized with the guys in the defense because they know when they give up a touchdown, it's basically over. You know? Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah well, Lorenzo Carter. Mm. Now, we joked that he uh, has to play Dallas to, to really do anything. Well, yesterday, he played well, too. Mm. Is there anything he can do over the last two games, Chris, to warrant, I'm not saying a five-year deal, but a one-year con- one prove-it contract? Well, um, if, he listen, t- if he would take it. Keep playing like he's playing right now, Jerry. Finish strong. Yeah. And then you see what the numbers like. Now, he's going to be looking for more than, you know, unless yeah. nobody has interest in him. But... That guy is, you know, if he finishes strong and he's played two really good games now, right? He's put two games, he's stacked two games now, right? Yeah. If he finishes the last two, making some impact plays, he's gonna get a contract somewhere. You know, uh, you know, somebody's gonna give him a two year, three year deal, bro. You know, it's gonna happen because people are gonna look at that and say, okay, you know, somebody needs some outside help. Will it be with the Giants? I, I don't know. We'll see the new general ma- manager there. You know, whoever comes in, we'll see. But, you know, we'll see what numbers. That's that's all for him to decide in the offseason. But I don't think if he finishes strong, Jerry, he's going to be looking more, you know, looking for more than a one-year deal, either with the Giants or with yeah. whoever the hell else. Yeah. And he's and he'll get it, Jerry. He'll get yeah. it because people are going to look at him and say, all right, this guy's healthy. He's athletic. He's, he, can, he can help us. He'll yeah. probably be an all-pro to another when he goes to another team. What, are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. You know, uh, no, I'm only kidding. You know, size and, they're going to fall in love with his size and speed well, and give him know, some money. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek, but, you know – let him finish strong, and we'll see what you know where it lies with him. But you know, it's you know it's unbelievable, Jerry. Just you know, he hasn't been consistent, and he hasn't had a good year. And he hasn't really done anything the last, except for the earlier Dallas game, and then you know the last few weeks. But the way he's played the last two weeks oh. is what I saw in training camp. That when I was saying, "Hey, look, this kid, this kid could potentially have a really good year. He he looks phenomenal." This was there, last you know? year, yeah, right. You know. Um, you know, but it's too little, too late. I know for this organization. Like, dude, you're here four years. You know, I know, I know you've had injuries and all that stuff, but you haven't made much of an impact when you've gotten in there. He's a nice rotational guy, Jerry. In my opinion, he's a good rotational guy. Where if you have, you know, two outside guys and he comes in and gets his thirty plus snaps a game, yeah, he's that type of guy. I'm not quite sure he's a sixty plus, fifty plus, outside linebacker type guy. But let him finish strong, and wherever you know, wherever the numbers lie, the numbers lie. You know, as far as him concerned, or when a new general manager gets here, um, I think now John Mara is not in love with Gettleman anymore. I think. We hope. I mean, I hope. You know, no, nah, I'm only kidding, Dave. You know, Gettleman's gone, bro. You know, we all, even though John doesn't really want to do it, I'm sure. But he's gone. You know, and there's nothing we can do. That's so good, fellas. He's gone. And there's nothing we can do about it. It's like when De Niro called up. Where is he? What do you mean? He's gone. There's nothing we can do about it. Right. 
Right. So uh, I think Gettleman, uh, everybody knows that, um, and we all know what's going to come next. But uh, you know what, Jerry? You yeah. know, speaking of the Eagles, you know, beginning of the year, I had them as like a five-win team, dude. Yep. Um, Hurts, I wasn't sure about. Still, there's still I'm a lot still of questions. I'm still, still not. a lot of questions about him. Yeah. You know, but at Sirianni, he looked like a high school. Like this guy was a clown with his press conferences at the beginning of the year. But you know what, dude? Here they are, eight and seven. Now they've had a lucky stretch of games. Yeah, where they've played backup quarterbacks, and they and they played a high school offense twice <laughs> in that stretch. The Giants, okay. One one they didn't escape from. One they did. They yeah. blew out the Giants yesterday, right in the second half. Yeah. Then they played the Jets. They played backup. So they've had a nice little stretch, of, you know, where their off their defense wasn't really challenged. Okay. Right. That's going to change, but. Dude, here they are. You can only players in front. You can only players in front of you. Right. You're eight and seven. You're a seventh seed. You're playing your last two games of the year, which is going to be in January now. You're playing for something. Can the Giants say that, Jerry? The list? Nope. Seven out of eight years, double digit losses, dude. Five in a row. Insane. It's disgusting. So, when I put that tweet out yesterday, like everybody in that building who thinks they're big football people, you know? Yeah. Look in the effing mirror. Yeah. Look in the effing mirror and say, what are we doing wrong here? That's the problem. There's nobody in the building saying, what are we, and you don't have an owner bringing it five people in his office going, what the F are you guys doing? Okay, Chris, you're getting crazy. Well, well, folks, five years in a row, double digit losses. How's that sound, Jerry? Sounds disgusting. Seven out of eight years. No playoffs. I, I'm pleased with the 2016 bullshit too. That's over. They haven't made the play. They made the playoffs once in the last 11 years. Whatever the hell it is, yeah. right? Yeah. Double digit losses up the butt. The one they were they were seven and nine. They almost had a double digit loss back in 2013. Whatever the hell it was. You're better at this yeah, than right. me. What 20, are you? 2013. Right. right? There was seven and nine, and then and then the landslide started. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You could hear you could hear the Fleetwood Mac. You could hear the Stevie Nicks song in the background. The landslide started. Okay. Yeah. Love Stevie Nicks, by the way. One of my favorites. Maybe we should come out to that. Maybe the defense should come out to that. So, <laughs> so the hell's bells. And, and, and folks, I'm a Giants fan. I've been, I'm 55 years old. I'm a Giants fan. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows Jerry's a Giants fan. I've been a Giants fan my whole life. But if you think I'm going to sit here and say, well, I'm a Giants fan. We'll, we'll get this turned around. We'll, you know what? You know, Judge didn't have this guy out there. He didn't have this guy. You know, Ben Brennison isn't that good. So well, we got to give excuse. Are you effing kidding me? Yeah. This team has been losing double digit. They've had double digit losses five years, seven out of eight years. This is a putrid product on the field. Putrid, okay. That's a good one. And Giant fans who are the most loyal fan base, one of the most loyal fan bases out there, who spend thousands and thousands of dollars and miss family functions and all that stuff, they deserve better than this, brother. And John Mara, and I'll look, I, I'll stay consistent. I don't freaking go. He's a good man, John. We know that. But he's also in a production business, and you're not getting it done, John. Okay? Yeah. You and your henchmen and that whatever the hell they call in that front office, they're not getting it done. The rest of the league is laughing at this organization, dude. Yeah, I, I 
I never, we've never gotten so much sell the team tweets from people. And all I'll say to that is this, you know, look, I hate to bring it up. I'm also a Rangers fan and no one hates their owner more than Knicks and Rangers fans and, and, and stolen uh, and, and Mets fans. I say are up there with the will ponds and they say, well, sell the team, sell the team, sell the team. It's never happening. Right. Washington fans hate Dan Snyder. It's just not going to happen. So what you have to hope and pray for is that they bring in the right guy to run it all. And you hope and pray that John Mara makes the decision to step back and have everyone else step back in that building and say, this is the end all here. This is the guy, the boss of all bosses to make every call in this organization. This is the new George Young. There's, there's going to be opinions from people, but this person makes the call. And that's what you have to hope for. He's not selling the team. That doesn't, it just doesn't work that way, right? No, but the only, no, right. But people, people have said, oh, sell the team. He's not going to. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, sure. But but the one thing you can do, Giant fans, is, and I think you're starting to do it now, is you're not watching. And I'm not suggesting this. I'm just saying, what is your, what is your recourse for all this crap football? You know, I'm not saying sell your tickets to Washington fans, but. I have two tickets that my daughter uses. I'm not letting her go to the, the last game of the season. My statement is a silent protest. No one's going to sit in my seats. And that's, that's the only thing you can do to really get their attention. Because the booing still says you care. It's the ambivalence, the, the not showing up that gets their attention. And that's what we have to hope for, guys. We have to hope that John Mara has the foresight to bring in someone, not only finding the right person, but letting that person operate as the boss of all bosses within that organization. Because if they don't, we're going to be here in two, three years saying the same crap over and over again. And by then, no one's going to listen to this podcast by then. And, and look, these last four drafts, and I've been saying this, I've been telling you, Dave Gettleman calls the shots. He, he runs the show. Right. And these last four drafts, there's been some scouts, there's been some other guys in that building like, you know, I like this guy. I like this guy. I like this guy. And Gettleman overruled. And he, you know, he goes with a, this guy. Okay? So this is why I emphasize about getting a president of football operations and then a general manager. Because when you have a competent president of football operations, right? Say they had a competent president of football operations. Now, the key here is hiring competent people. Okay? Right. And he was there in 2018, and Dave Gettleman says, uh, I got a guy here that's touched by the hand of God, and he's going to put a yellow jacket on in uh, you know, the year 2030-something. Uh, okay? A competent guy looks at him and says, Dave, you think we're going to draft a running back and a second overall pick when we got guys like Quentin Nelson out there? I, 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 are you effing kidding me? No. No. I'm the president of football operations. I'm overruling you. Get that thought out of your mind. We're not going with a running back second overall. Or a president of football operations, and, and he looks at it, you know, and, 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 and he goes, yeah, we're going to go with Daniel Jones, where a guy who was a competent leader says, no, nah, I'm not seeing that. Well, I'm the general manager. Well, too bad. I'm the president of football right. operations. Exactly. I report to John. Right. And I'm telling you, maybe you don't understand me. I'm telling you, my man. We're not drafting this kid or that kid, okay? We don't draft this position second overall. We don't draft this kid. You tell me what you see in this kid. Right. 
And I'm not indicting Daniel Jones. I'm just saying. No, right, right. He's a sixth overall kid, and after three years, can you say he's a sixth overall talent, Jerry? No. Enough said, folks. Okay? So this is what I mean about the, you know, what's going on. You got to hide that because, you know, maybe a guy, just argument's sake. Argument's sake. Phil Sims was interested four years ago. He doesn't want this, Phil. I'm just using his name, right? And he wanted that position in 2018 as a president of football operations. Right, Jerry? Right. And now Dave Gettleman with his bullshit act, you know, hey, kids and all that stuff walking around. And he, they're sitting in the draft and they're preparing for the draft for months and this and that. And they're saying, well, you know, Barkley, you know, obviously Barkley's going to be there because who was it, Baker went in front of him, right? Baker? Yeah, Baker went one, Barkley went two. So uh, the Browns are going to go quarterback and we're going to have Saquon. That's where Phil Sims, a guy like Phil Sims goes, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We're going to draft a running back second overall when we need this, 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 you know? I, I, Dave, are you kidding me? Well, I'm a general manager. I was in Carolina. Yeah, that's nice, Dave. You won nothing in Carolina, too. Okay, so shut up. Yeah. I'm a two-time Super Bowl champion. I know what it takes to build a freaking winner. Okay? And we're not going to go uh, or running back second overall. I'm the president of football operations. I am hired to report to John. I'm telling you we're not doing that. Chris, okay? I, got, I got a serious question for you because I just wrote an article on this. In Real quick, I don't want to always rehash this, but in 2018, when Gettleman took that job, was it also Mara's opinion that Eli had more time left? Absolutely. Okay. We know that. Yeah. Okay. Because that's that's that goes hand in hand with taking Saquon at second. That goes hand in hand. Like Mara's opinion of Eli with two years left at $20 million, whatever it was, sure. goes hand in hand with it. So that's what I mean. Like, this is why you need a president. It's a really good point. That's why you need a president of football operations to say, yeah, John, I, I got it. We, we got this. We're, we're going to oh. we're gonna do this this way. Yeah. So yeah. we've been talking about it. We're going to find out in a few weeks what the hell they're thinking. Um, yeah. So uh, there'll be changes, and, and, and that's the way it's going to be as far as Judge goes. They want him back. We all know that. And I'm not saying definitely fire him. Or, and I'm going to stick to it. I think you are too, Jerry. I think I speak for you here too. Where Look, whoever, whoever comes in and runs the show, if he wants Joe for another year, work with him. Okay. Okay. Whatever. I want them to you decide. Know? Right. Right. It'll be him for the side. Right. Uh, nobody's sitting here saying Joe Judge has to go. What I am saying is that you better look at the body of work and what's going on on the field, too, and say, whoa, whoa, you know, yeah, you know, maybe I should stop telling everybody how much I love this guy because, you know, he, you know, he, he knows that there's 5,065 blades of grass on the practice field. <laughs> that don't mean shit to anybody. Right. It's right. about winning and and this organization moving forward, and this organization has taken a big step back, if that was even possible with this organization this year. And I don't, I don't care what anyone says. If you're, if the owner says, I want Judge and Jones back, say Judge, I want Judge back, you're going to eliminate half the candidates for GM because they're going to say, I want my own guy. You're going to make the same mistake the Jets made with Idzik and Rex Ryan. And two years later, they were both gone. And we're going to play this again. If the new GM, like we said, wants Judge, let him decide that. Don't you decide it. Let him decide it. And then you, you, you cast your net and all these GMs. Come on in, guys. We're going to interview 20 of you. And then you tell me what we're doing with it. When, whoever I hire, you tell me what your plan is. That's it. You don't, you don't make that decision for them because then you're just going to come back to the same crap that the Jets did. You're gonna, and we're going to revisit this in a year or two. That's it. Yeah. And if you think we're kidding, I mean, Chris Canty, the former Giant, was on his radio show saying he spoke to somebody. 
that's going to be a potential GM candidate this year. He spoke to somebody who said, well, if they come to me with that, I'm going to have no interest in the giant job at all. There you go. There I, you I go. don't know who it was. <clears throat> Chris follows us. I'm not even going to ask him. It's none of my business. But that's what Chris said. Yeah. Um, so that's that's that could be the feeling around. So, By the way, I love ex-players who have a vested interest in the organization. I really do. I love Chris Canty's yeah, tweets. Because sure. yes, he's, you know, he's rooting for us. <laughs> because, John, because, Jerry, he, here's the bottom line. And yeah. I know people are going to get mad at me saying this probably because <laughs> the losses are piling up. You know, the Giants are a first-class organization, dude. Right. They treat their players well. well yeah, they, right. They treat their employees well. Right. Guys love being playing for this organization. The owner treats his players like human beings. Right. Folks, you can get mad at me all you want. These are the facts. I'm in the building. I know. Right. All right. I, I don't even have to be. Everybody knows this. For you could you could listen to ex plays. You could you know whatever. Now that has nothing to do with the product on the field and what's going on. But they're a first class organization. Se- separate that. Right. You have to separate that, folks. The product on the field and who's running it and what's going on on Sunday afternoons is a whole other story. What? Okay? What did I'm you, just what, talking yeah. about. Yeah, what did Jason Leach say? They, they don't give you, the Jets don't give you breakfast and lunch. <laughs> the Giants give you breakfast and lunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you know, it's a whole, uh, but yeah, it's sorry. still, it's yeah. still a first class organization as far as the way they, you know, they treat right. people and the way they do things and all that. That right. has nothing to do with the product on the field Sundays. Try to separate what I'm saying, you know, right. Jerry. So, yeah. 4 and 11, dude. They now go to Chicago. Um, they're six point underdogs. You imagine this already, Jerry? Against a against a five win bad team. Why? Because the Bears just won a game in who Seattle. Had to win yesterday and moved down to eight. Thanks, yeah. Bears. Thanks, Seattle. <laughs> so, um, I guess you look at it like, okay, do you really mind if they lose the last two games and stay at four or whatever? Probably not, no, right? No. We talked about this. We like to get that Eagle game just to knock them the hell out of there. Right. At least, damp, at least, less than L, right? Uh, you know. So, right. Um, that that didn't happen as we both. Predicted, right? So, right. Um, now you go to Chicago and you come home against a Washington team. And you just know it's going to happen, right, Jerry? They're probably going to win that last game. I know, and they're going to screw themselves. Knock down a few slots. Yeah. And some freaking yellow jacket guy is going to be drafted right before them. That's the way it's been for this organization, dude. Yeah. And and the three, the three and again, it's going to change. The three names I keep you keep seeing are Hutchinson, Thibodeau, and Neal. And you want to get in the top three. So it's always worst case scenario. No matter what happens in front of us, we got one of them. Um, but we're going to drop down. We're going to, we're going to beat Washington. And then, you know, the, the bears will, the bears will probably beat us next week. We'll get to predictions next week, uh, later in the week. Bears will beat us. They'll drop down to like 10 or so. We'll stay at five because I, I looked at the, you look at all the schedules, the jets, Jags, lions, and, and I think the Texans, tall tasks to win over the next two weeks. So we're probably going to stay at five and then we'll beat Washington and drop down to seven or eight. And that's that. So there you go. You could see that happening, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. If we want to get in the top three, we got to package deals to get there. So, Um, so you're at the point now where you say, well, you know, I really don't mind if they lose these last two. I don't care. You know, I don't think anybody, matter of fact, I I would have to (laughs) say, Jerry, that probably ninety nine point nine percent of the fan base wants the Giants to lose the last two games and stay in that was it top four? What are they right now, Jerry? They're five. five They're five. Okay. Well, they want them to stay at number five. But yeah, potentially moving up to four. They're tied but, with the know, Texans so. and Jets for three to three through five, but they're fifth because their strength of schedule is actually harder than the, the others. 
Okay. So, um, trust, trust me, know. Chris, I go to Tankathon at least three times a day. So, so that's where we're at. You know, yeah. um, I think everybody's pretty safe to say they wouldn't mind the Giants losing the last two games. Man, it doesn't make you a bad fan. It makes you smart. You're fine. Don't worry about it. It is what it is, guys. You know, right. <laughs> and, and the way they're, you know, the, look, look, I'm talking about from a fan base perspective, from the Giants, they're going to be looking to win games. Sure. You know, yes. Uh, uh, even the last game against Washington, and nobody's going to be there. Washington's probably not going to feel like they, they want to be they're – they're going to feel like they don't want to be there yeah. uh, and all that stuff. And uh, But they're going to be out there to try to win a game, the Giants. You know that, dude. Not, there's no such thing as a play saying, oh, let's just tank this, You know, let the guy run 30 yards. No, that, that's, that doesn't fly. That doesn't happen. Chris, I'll tell you what. I, I'll go a step further. I think there's 60 to 70% of Giant fans who want them to get embarrassed the last two weeks so changes happen. Uh, that's that's another thing they keep saying. Oh, I, I don't – I tell you, I, I don't think there's uh, any doubt about that. Bro. It's like, if you we know? lose, let's lose big. <laughs> you know, uh, it'd be interesting. I guess they'll probably go back to Glennon in Chicago. Mm. Um, which excites everybody. You know what's going to be really interesting, Jerry? Mm. If he doesn't play well, which we anticipate in Chicago next week. Mm. Do you go back to Fromm yeah. to make sure? Now, this is what I talk about. Players sure. never tank. Mm-hmm. Players never tank. Mm. They always play to win. Mm-hmm. These guys, they're looking for the next contract. They're looking to put stuff on film. They don't do that shit. Okay? Mm-hmm. But the organization, they're the ones who could come down and say, you know what, Joe, let's get from, uh, I want from in there. Give him another look. Their way, that's their way of make sure, like, you know, we lose this last game. <laughs> you know, we're from in there um, because we want to finish fourth here. Like, say, going into that last game against Washington, Jerry, if they lose, they're going to finish fourth. Say, yeah. argument's sake. Yeah. You know what? That's when the call should come from upstairs. Joe, start from. Uh, no, no. Well, I think Glenn's. Uh, yeah, that's nice, Joe. Start from. Glenn, Glennon had a better week of practice, which I know we all love. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're going to hear that. But, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. But I also think I, I'm at the point where neither one has a chance of winning. But you're right. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, from, no, I, guess right. From, I guess from is worse. But Glennon's so bad. I'm very confident in their ability to lose both of those games if yeah. they uh, if they start Glennon or Fromm. But I, I think that I think that calls made. I do. I, especially with um, no especially with no implications on anything, right? I, I mean, yeah. Washington. You know, are they going to be battling for a playoff spot? I mean, I think their chances are. Worth oh no, they're done now. Simply no, no, destroyed done. last night. They're done, dude. They're done now. Um, yeah, um, they're just mathematically not eliminated yet, but they're done. We all yeah. know that. Yeah. Um. So, hey, Jerry. Um. Let's look at. Kadarius, just a few things before we wrap it up. Yesterday's game, yeah. uh, Kadarius Tony, you know, obviously he got back on the field, had a couple of catches, yeah. showed some of those, you know, the feet there one time. Not quite sure what happened on that pick six to the house. I'm not quite, I got to look at that again. I'm I just think sure he got he, drilled. He, if he pulled up in that route a little bit, you know, uh, kind of put his hands out, he got hit, ball. Oh, he should have kept running through that route where he catches it here, you know, and then he gets blasted. It looked like he might have pulled up a little bit in that, or it was just a bad throw. I'm not quite sure on that. Um, my interest level isn't really very high in looking at that again. <laughs> but obviously, uh, because I'm a total complete buffoon, I will look at it again. Um, golly, not really talk. You know, uh, Evan, a garbage touchdown. Offensive line, look, Pert was getting beat bad early in the game. He winds up getting hurt. Yeah, I thought Corey Cunningham actually held his own. Yeah, he did. I thought we were going to see Isaiah Wilson there. He was first time he was active, but uh, Judge decided to go with Cunningham. Uh, who I thought actually played pretty well in, in there for Purdy. <laughs> he didn't embarrass himself. You know, I thought Andrew played 
Uh, Thomas played pretty well again on a bad wheel. He's playing hurt, Andrew, but um, anybody else, Jerry? Devontae ran hard again, Booker, uh, on defense. I thought Leo gutted it out again on defense. Jalen Smith is, look, he's shown Jalen Smith-type things where you can tell he's just taking wrong reads, not getting off blocks, but he has the speed. He gets to the spot quick at times and all that. Yeah, I thought overall, especially early, the secondary played well. Um, I, I, yeah, the, you know, the, you know um, despite despite what happened towards the end and misplaying balls in the air, uh, look, I mean, they're, they're down what two, three corners, and they, it's basically last year again. You have Bradbury, who's not playing as well as last year, and a, and an off the street guy, Jaron Williams. I just thought they they he's playing well. Yeah, he's not bad, right? Yeah, I tell you what, Jaron Williams is. You know, uh, then he got banged up a little bit. Aaron Robinson got in there. Julian loves playing like a Swiss, you know, like a Swiss Army knife. He's playing all over, like. You know, Julian's got to come down, at least knock that ball down. He didn't, um, you know, and then Bradbury, obviously, uh, he did some good things yesterday, James, too. Um, but obviously, he's got to come down with that one ball. So they had a couple of jump balls they came down with. That has to be cleaned up. You know? and dude, it's got to be so disheartening for the defense. Oh, this, absolutely. I mean, in that second half, they, it's like, we know it's over. You know they know it's over. Like like you said, dude, they got to pitch a shutout to get a win. That's, that's terrible. Yeah. Or as you Look, said nicely before, putrid. I'll use that one going yeah. forward. Uh, and you could sense it yesterday. Julian Love was, you know, he was on yesterday. He was, uh, you know, he was facing Faces the media. media too. Yeah, it's a good guy. And he, you could check, you know, he kind of leaked it out a little bit, a little sense the frustration that's going on on the defensive side of the ball. But I don't hear much of finger pointing. Everybody's together. A credit to Judge there. Yeah. Uh, that these guys are still somewhat, you know, sticking together and still playing hard. I don't see anybody folding a tent out there, Jerry, you know. Yeah. It's just that the offense is just so bad, and it's really given this team no chance to win, dude. You How know? about Jake Fromm yesterday real quick? He said in the presser, I get, that's about as bad as it gets. And I thought, oh, Jake, yeah. you have no idea, buddy. <laughs> it could get worse. <laughs> yeah. So, he, you know, and, and that's that. So we'll see. They have to go to Chicago on January 2nd, next Sunday. and Yeah. You know, finish out the string, Jerry, and see what, you know, what the offseason brings this My team. Lord. Um, but you're looking at a four in – 13 year, dude. If we're lucky, four and 13. And if you get some breaks, five. <laughs> no, if we're lucky, that's not a break in five. <laughs> if we're lucky, it's four and 13 at this point. Just right. keep losing, oh. Giants, at this point. You got yeah, smoked by the Eagles. We, we've already hit the low point of this year. So just keep doing it. Keep doing yeah. what you do best. Um, anything else, pal? No, no, that's it. So uh... we'll try and do a call and cast this week, you think? Yeah, we're gonna to try to get that together, everybody. Maybe yeah. a little call. We just don't know what night yet. Mm. Um, but I think that's a that's not a bad idea. That people give people a chance to call in and get a feel of what they're thinking, which you know it's not gonna be good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if I find if we find one person calls in, you know, guys, I got some hope for what's going on. I, 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 it's gonna be astonishing. But it's hey, <laughs> no, hey everybody sees things differently. That, yeah, you know, right. We try to, we try to give you know a fair and honest assessment of what the hell's going on. Um, but uh, no knocking anybody that, that looks for the silver lining. Um, no. You know, uh, our silver lining, Jerry, defense has played the butts off, bud. Defense know? is playing the butts off. and they Gettleman just need will a few be, more parts. Gettleman know, will so. be launched to Cape Cod. Those are the two I'm hanging my hat on. So, Well, one is, yeah, yeah. They're, they're both uh, definites, right? The defense yeah. is going to keep playing their butts off, try to, you know, uh, hopefully you don't see anybody tanking the last two games, like kind of folding a 10. I don't think you'll see that on the patch of Graham. Yeah. And Judge, I don't think you'll see that. Right. But I've been wrong before, so... Um, we all have. <laughs> and the silver lining, I guess, like you just said, Jerry, um, in a few weeks when the season 
comes to an end um, is going to be the new mind. Hopefully, hopefully, mm. the new mind coming in the building, the the new general manager, and his, you know, thoughts and and the way he wants to attack running a football team, drafting, and all that. That's the silver lining from outside the organization. That most likely is going to be the scenario. Um, so that will be the silver lining. I may right. lose sleep over the fact that you said most likely. <laughs> Right, no, <laughs> not absolutely, Jer. Oh, look, I, I'm not gonna 100% guarantee that because it is John Mara and okay. he will let people talk to him and actually convince him of something else. Sad to say, mm. you know, um, but you know, it's 99.9%, it's gonna be somebody from outside the building, uh, anyway. Their new, you know, their new ideas and opinions and the way they want to build a, a roster and all that, Jerry. I guess that's the silver lining, right? Yep, there's the hope. Yep. There's the hope, Jerry, you know? Yes. yes. <laughs> and then uh, until he proves that he's a buffoon or he or she, whoever comes in there, until then you're going to have a little hope, right? Yes, we will. I think, you, I think Jerry, even whoever comes in here as a general manager and it's a, a bright, you know, fresh new mind, right? Mm-hmm. And even if they say, they tell Giant fans, hey, look, I know you're down on maybe your head coach, but... I'm going to give another year. Let's, we're going to make this work. I think even Giant fans are like, all right, all right. You know what? Let the new general manager come. Let's see what that draft looks like. We'll give Judge you know, give Judge some more tools. Let's see what, you know what I mean? I don't think the fan base would be 100% down on a new general manager coming in saying, now I'm talking about a new general manager that came in mm-hmm. and said, no, no, I want to judge. Yeah. <clears throat> Not the rumors out there like, oh, yeah, well, he took it. He's the fifth choice, and he only took it because he wants to be a general manager. And yeah, yeah, he took charge. You know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> yeah, I want them. Like I said, you want them to make that decision. And I think the further you get away from the season, the more you'll say, "Well, let's give Judge one more shot." Uh, I know it's hard to see that now, but the further away you get, you'll say, "Well, a lot of injuries." You'll 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 start using the injury excuse, but whatever. We'll, we'll have the let's gentlemen's launch, then we go from there. So, good stuff, buddy. All right, guys, to order a subscription to The Giant Insider, which we printed last night, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to magster.com for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. Um, we print again after last night's. We'll print. Pro- we'll probably wait till the end of the season uh, after Gettleman has launched back to Cape Cod to, to do the next issue. But uh, as always, guys, thanks for the support. Thanks for the support of the subscriptions as well as listening to this podcast. It will get better one day. I keep saying that, and I think it will happen. And Sundays are giant days, guys. Take care, everybody. All right. Bye-bye, everybody.